The Working Artist Project is brought to you by Second Line Arts Collective. Learn how you can support at secondlinearts.org. We're creating a platform for those who are curious. One that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time, captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and the visual arts. This is The Working Artist Project. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Working Artist Project. My name is Darian Douglas, and we are here once again. What up, Greg? Good afternoon, Mr. Douglas. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm happy to be back on this. Actually, we're pre-recording this show, so it's Sunday for us, but it's Monday for y'all. And uh, we got a very special guest who we're going to talk to you about in just a second. But before we do, we got to get into our public service announcements, you know, for Second Line Arts Collective. Make sure y'all know. <laughs> Make sure y'all do that's, what we need y'all to do. That's right. We have a couple of um, big events happening this summer. Um, this, this summer, we're going to be hosting our fifth annual Sanaa Music Workshop, which will be held uh, virtually here. Um, in, we're going to be holding it on June 14th through the 25th, I believe is the last day. And uh, it'll be two weeks, Monday through Friday. And we're going to have all kinds of amazing classes for, for young people between the ages of 14 and 22. We've got some uh, music production classes, audio engineering, um, music uh, organization and band leading. And uh, Darian and I will be hosting our own little Darian and Greg's hour of everything you need to know about <laughs> life. That's <laughs> right. Music business. That's right. That's right. And we have a, a bunch of amazing, amazing guest artists. So if anyone has a, knows any young people studying music, looking to uh, do something this summer and uh, help advance and, and uh, you know, help, help uh, their dreams of becoming a, an entrepreneurial musician come true, send them, to, send them our way at secondlinearts.org. That's right. So y'all go right over there, secondlinearts.org, and sign up for our summer camp. And while you're there, while you're there, if you don't even need to sign up for a summer camp, go scroll down to the bottom of the page and sign up for our newsletter because Greg will be giving away $1 billion randomly uh, every right. two weeks. So the <laughs> only way you can enter to win is <laughs> to go over to secondlinearts.org and, and get on our news at letter. And uh, we're going to be dropping some gems, some billion dollar gems to you guys <laughs> once a week. So uh, thank God I buy Bitcoin when it was at like 20 bucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. See, we got to get a Bitcoin enthusiast on here, man, because I, I love cryptocurrencies, man. But we digress. We digress. Today we have, the, I think we have the happiest human being on the planet, right? I, I think I think we quite possibly may have the most enthusiastic human being and happiest human being in the entire <laughs> world. And when you flash that picture on the screen, it makes me laugh. Just look at that guy, man. But, you and, know, I, I'm just going to, I'll say this, you know, um, Josh Starkman uh, posted on his Instagram. He said he was excited to join us because we we were his oldest friends uh, some old friends. That's what he said, and I and, and I think I really want to have an opportunity to ask him what he meant by that. Because as far as I'm concerned, the post should have said something along the lines of, "I'm excited to share an hour with my friends who are in their mid 30s." There Greg you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about old. <laughs> hey man, Josh. Josh, is, his, his ass is old. We still young, Greg. So, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm I'm happy to have uh, Mr. Joshua Starkman. Uh, the you also may know him as. The Have a Great Guy Day. 
Have a great day, guy. And uh, why don't we welcome Mr. Starkman to the Working Artist Project. What's up, Josh? You there? See, look at him. Look at him. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. What's up, Josh? Coming to you live hey. from my studio. Whoa. Have a great day, studios. It's yeah. me, Joshua Starkman. Okay. Um, Josh, your, your studio looks a lot like a public restroom, but I'm going to just... Uh, <laughs> oh, no. You know, sometimes life lives you, uh, makes you, uh, sometimes life gives you lemons and you pee all over the place. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Josh, you, you really are in a restroom. <laughs> it's my own private restroom. See, I have luxury. Oh. I have a house with a bathroom. Oh, wow. Man, those are nice. And let me tell you, with the rent mar the rental market in New Orleans getting all crazy, it's like you're lucky if you find a place with a bathroom in it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, well, the bathroom is actually the only room. There you go. See, perfect. I love it, Josh. I love it. Twelve twelve hundred dollars in a new Marini spacious one bedroom. You have to love what you have, right? And this is all I have. Oh, I, you know what, Josh? I like that. I want to start right there. You have to love what you have, man. How did how did you become to have a great they guy. I got a divorce. Oh, I've been there. I know what that's like. Yeah. Um, I went through a relationship that uh, tanked for a number of reasons that I don't need to get into here. Uh, as many relationships have many reasons why they don't keep going. But anyway, um, towards the end of it, I was in such a sorry state that I was just like, let's just put a phone in my face and smile or do something weird for my friends on Instagram. I had barely any followers. It was probably just like Greg and uh, my mom who were following me. And for the and, record, uh, I've liked, I liked every single one of those statuses. Yeah, he, Greg, Greg <laughs> has, has liked every post I've made from the get-go. So Greg, you're my oldest fan. No, I'm I'm your fan in the mid. In, yeah, well, that's the your, thing. The when, when you become mildly when you become mildly famous on Instagram, your friends become your fans. You know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a part of the tricks of the trade. You'll get there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Greg. Well, I I just you know it's funny because we have known each other for quite a while now. And uh, one of the, the blessings of, you know, kind of getting to know people over a span of 10 years is you get to watch people go through life and, and change and develop and become, you know, f find their path and things like that. And, you know, so Darian and I originally met Josh because Josh is a phenomenal, phenomenal guitar player, a wonderful musician. And Josh, moved, when did you move to New Orleans? Like in 2012, 2011? 10? 10? Yeah, I came uh, in August. To go to UNO for my we, master's in jazz studies. And we were all, well, we were all bandmates in uh, the Uptown Jazz Orchestra. For oh, yeah. We all slapped on the suits and went on down to Snug Harbor, baby. <laughs> I'll take a loaded potato and a daiquiri, baby. Come on now. So, yeah, man. So, I mean, for those of you, I mean, it's, it's, it's been such a pleasure being part of that, you know, part of your journey from, you know, your days as a, a jazz. Are you drinking milk? Oat milk, oat, oat milk, milk. Oh, oat milk is the best. Don't man. assume my don't assume my milk preference. And tra Trader Joe's oat beverage is the best, just for the record. But what's the difference between Oatly and uh, Trader Joe's? Are you guys sponsored? And I didn't know this. No, we're, we're not trying, sponsored. We're actually trying to get a sponsorship. Yeah. Trader okay, Joe's. So um, Trader so Joe's. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Trader Joe's. The foremost word on oat beverage. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's, it's it's been a pleasure watching you develop into I guess like to to, to watch you go from being a sideman, one of the most working sidemen in New Orleans, to now being a leader of like an entire movement and internet kind of like phenomenon, brand empire, brand empire, man. So like maybe could you? I would love to like maybe start with like like what why why did you decide to transition your career from working gigs doing the hustle trying to be a jazz musician like what was that like and like why why like what has inspired you to move into like branding yourself as the the have a great gay guy right right um well this is kind of combined with darian's initial question about how i started doing it um i just fell into it i didn't think okay i'm gonna do this cool thing i'm gonna i'm gonna uh like be funny and I'm going to be this and that. Cause that's not how cool stuff happens. You don't think of this distant thing. And then like you, you'll just be living in that future idea. You have to focus on where you are now. And the best way to do that is just, I guess, to laugh at everything for me, it was. So I did a few of those videos and some of my friends were just commenting you should keep making these. And I was in such a weird state of mind at that point, like very manic. Um, that I was just like, okay, this is how you do social media, I guess. And I wasn't into social media before. And then um, I did that for several months, just videos by myself, just, you know, whatever. I play a little thing or play a little funny song. Um, And then eventually friends who were following me, who were musicians here were saying, oh, I would would love to perform with you. Can I be in a video with you? And a little light kind of went off, something clicked. And it was basically the thought that you can put the social into social media and involve your community around you in collaborating instead of this kind of competitive mindset that people take on when they do social media, which is kind of funny because it's social media. It's not highly individualized media. (laughs) Um, So uh, I thought, oh, wow, this is more than just music. I can do videos with over time, I started realizing I can do videos with or for nonprofits. I can do videos with parents, with their kids. You know, I know someone who sings. I can do videos with um, a mother and a daughter. You know, I can do a video with a choir. I can do a video with whatever. Different things that I believe in in my community and things that I want to put a spotlight on. Um, and that was really important for me, I guess, coming out of a relationship because sometimes you get into relationships and when they have some levels of toxicity or uh, ways that they're not working, you can become very isolated. You start spending all your time and energy trying to fix it, whatever it is. So by tapping into this community, especially in a place like New Orleans where people are so ready to help each other, um, I kind of dug myself out of that hole of feeling disconnected. So by doing all these videos, I started getting more attention from people on social media and also DMing was a new thing. So I would message whoever, you know, I would shoot big. I would, I would message a really big star who lives in New Orleans and they want to get back to me or sometimes they would. I did a video with like D1, for example, Um, or a friend would tell them like, hit this guy up. He's so funny. He doesn't have a lot of followers, but just do it because it's funny. He has a good energy. Um, so I like, for example, uh, small ways that I was thinking like, oh, I can start making some money from this. You know, the videos on Instagram aren't directly monetized, but I started making merch, sold stickers, sold shirts. I've sold probably a few hundred shirts at this point over the past couple of years, which is not bad. 
Um, and then also private gig inquiries. So, oh, we'd really love to have the have a great day guy play our wedding procession. So instead of me going through a private company that would hire me as a sideman, these people would be in direct negotiation with me. So it's also been a process of me learning my own worth and uh, in a monetary way. Yeah, Josh, to me, to me, that's really interesting because I, I also went through a divorce several years ago and, and, and I mm -hmm. know psychologically how, how that affects you and also how you have to rebuild yourself. And, and it sounds to me you found peace in creating and connecting with people. Yes. And, and, and that, yes. that's huge. I'm a, I'm a pretty social person to begin with. Um, and sometimes we get into relationships and kind of the, the feeling of being in love, it puts you in a place of ignoring the red flags, <laughs> you know, and you just kind of like think it's, it's okay. That's fine. This is how it goes sometimes. And, you know, a relationships aren't going to be hundred percent ideal, but you don't know what doesn't work until you live through it as well. Um, and, and in a way, you also, when you go through processes of loss, because that's what the end of a relationship is, grief. Grief happens in many different ways in life. How we deal with that, too, is really important. There's actually, I think, a, what was it, the Quincy Jones documentary. And he was saying, he was talking to Count Basie or some big band leader like that. And he was saying, um, Count Basie or whoever it was, was saying, uh, you know what, Quincy, it's not the high points in your life that define who you are as a person. It's the low points. Yeah. And that's where you actually learn the most because the high points are the result of how you um, navigate the low points. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one thing that really impressed me, uh, impresses me about have a great day is what you just alluded to earlier is that it's not genre specific. So it's, mm -hmm. it's not like you, like I saw you do a have a great day with a tarot card reader, you know, that mm -hmm. I, I was like, yo, this is great. Like, because, because there are no boundaries to your creativity, you know what right. I mean? And, and I feel like, because I know you, I feel like when you were playing jazz and, and I like to tell people now that I, I'm not a jazz musician and I've never been one. It's good. You, it's good you, idea. you were always pushing against it. Because people uh -huh. were trying to put you in a box, you know, they were, uh -huh. they were trying to, you a circle and they were trying to put you in a box. They don't make no sense. Can you, right. can you, can you talk about that? Um, I just want to say first and foremost, thank you, Greg, for <laughs> giving me so many, so many gigs and putting up with me while I behaved in so many wild ways with effects pedals and saying shit on stage hey, let me to just the crowd. You, let me tell you for the record, I never wanted to put you in a box. I always tried to let you be oh, free. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, that's the thing about like going through jazz school and, and things like that. It's like, I think there has to be a large reckoning of musicians playing in this genre or whatever it is about understanding how this music as people like to say so much has been repackaged and rebranded you know the economics of it because there's so many musicians that we love from the 60s and 70s who were just following the trends of the record industry as well so um that doesn't answer your question at all but it was just a separate thought but what what i was saying is yeah, when I was playing with bands as a sideman, I would feel a lot of times, damn, I would, I could do this better. <laughs> you know, no offense, Greg, I, I love, I love, I love playing with you and loved your leadership, but like, especially some other acts, like just, I guess I had always had that tendency in me of I want to lead in some way or another. I wanted to just this. 
um, and getting in the habit of just taking gigs all the time doesn't get you to that place. So in this funny sort of new way with the technology that's available to us, I've been able to carve out a niche for myself as my own uh, artist and, le and leader of a thing. <laughs> but uh, getting back to what you were saying ab about like the diversity, the flexibility, um, what I'm doing isn't new at all. It may appear a little new in some ways or very open, but to me, like getting back to the history of just American entertainment, you look at vaudeville or you look at talk shows, art and music used to be very close and dance used to be very closely tied together all as just one piece of entertainment, comedy, you know, comedy, dance, music, talk, whatever it is, jokes. Um, and there seems to be a point where that all became industrialized to different segments of the economy and consumption as well. Oh, well, these guys are an orchestra and they only play music and music is just the thing that they do. And it's like, no, it's all just expression. We're all creative, right? We're not just robots. As much as school might try to, to lead our brains to thinking that way, a very binary way of approaching creativity and music. Um, but anything's possible as long as you believe in it and perhaps have a sense of humor, especially when you fail. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you were when you were talking about, again, like being on the bandstand and feeling like, you know, just having issues with the way other people were running their bands. You know, I totally identify with with how, that feeling, too. You know, I remember the reason I made my first CD is because I had I was like in three different bands and I was like literally in the same space where it was like, gosh, why don't you make a record? You're so good. We should be on the road. We should do this. And then finally one day I was like, maybe I should just like stop putting all my energy into like wishing someone else was doing right. better or doing something different and just do my own thing. Yeah. That's, was, that's just some few, ooh, this is a nice streak of light here. Look at that. Yeah. Um, it's, that's just a future thought. Yeah. I have, I have special effects in it's my like an Instagram filter. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's, you know, the best time to do anything is now. Some, some things take timing, you know, definitely, or uh, pacing, whatever it is, but, but now is always the best time to, to shift, you know, and going into your fear is the only way that you'll actually overcome it. And, and a lot of times it's like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Or I learned a lot or I'm really happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what was it that you feared? What did you overcome? Huh? What was I fearing? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't think I was necessarily like afraid or at least in my mind, I can't identify what the fears were, but fear, fear of not making money. I think that was probably the biggest one. <laughs> it was, and I think that's a really big one for a lot of people. Cause it's like, if you don't have the cloud or if you don't have some sort of energy tying people to wanting to give money to you for what you do as a musician or an artist, it, art, the arts are entertainment to me. If you're not, if you don't have that, then it can be very scary thinking about it, but you don't enter a space of building any of those things until you actually let go of the older things. Yeah. So it's just all about letting go. And I think going through an event where life makes you let go of something, a relationship or an idea of what you had, your what you thought your life could or would be, could, would, should. And as my dad says, you shouldn't should all over yourself, you know, <laughs> you know, um, 
once you are removed from that space, that's when growth occurs. Um, when when you step out of your comfort zone and you're and you and you supersede or get ahead of or out of limiting thoughts like I am this, I am that, because we're all actually in flux. We live in a space-time continuum. You know, everything is always changing. Everything's very diverse. Something that you might have had a shitty opinion about or a negative opinion about 10 years ago, you may love today and you see the benefits of actually enjoying it more so. I, I want to take a moment right now and give the people uh, who don't know your work, who haven't checked you out on Instagram and, and YouTube and all that, I want to give them a chance to see and hear what you do. And if you're listening to this on the podcast in a podcast format, pause it, go to YouTube, and you got to watch this because it's very important that you see it. So here we go. Have a great day. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> y'all have a great day can't, how you can't be happy after hearing something like that seeing something like that y'all. that was fun <laughs> <laughs> i had fun watching that i haven't that just reminds me of like making the video and also i went on tour with them before that filling in for ari who's the guitar player behind me and we went to south by southwest and i really got to know a lot of those guys it was really interesting juan the guy singing up front the young guy juan boudreau he's the grandson of monk boudreau who's oh, a wow. famous Mardi Gras Indian chief and musician here in New Orleans. History. And for those of you who um, are not seeing the video, that is a, an amazing band based out of New Orleans called Chawa. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was cool. It, um, 
do you guys want to know like how how does he go about making the videos yeah tell us all about it yeah Yeah, dude um there's definitely thought put into how i shoot it (laughs) i set up the camera um back then i didn't have any sound equipment i was just using my phone which is pretty crazy (laughs) i was just thinking of it like okay, if Tutti Frutti was recorded on one microphone Cosimo Matassa's studio, then I can use my phone with its fancy compression and stuff <laughs> and get something good enough for other phones to listen to. Um, so in that case, I, I, if, if I could recall, it was about, that was probably a couple of years ago that I did that, um, year and a half. Um, I probably went in there. I think I already knew the song from Touring, so they just wanted to do that. And then we just arrange it because I... I cut everything down to digestible content size for people on social media. Um, usually about two minutes. That's about my rule. Uh, but nowadays there's reels and things like that. So I'm also learning how to be a little quicker and be more creative in that uh, content uh, space. Um, yeah, but with them, it's just a matter of, I, I think I, I remember clearly thinking about the solos like, um, telling telling them like take like half a solo half a solo half a solo and then one more verse and then we're out you know um yeah and that's usually how a lot of the videos go most of the time i'll learn it before they come over or i already know it and by playing so many gigs my ear is developed good enough to understand how to play songs you know pop songs aren't complicated and i'm not playing any any of the stuff like they play at smalls <laughs> Yeah. Very fancy, they yeah, real, real, music. real fancy chords, fancy chords and time signatures. So, just out of curiosity, yeah, you know, it must be so cool to look back on those videos because you've been doing this for about three years now, right? Yeah, this month is th- the three year anniversary. This is the three year anniversary. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. it's it's you know one of the cool things that that I love about Instagram is like you know it's all it's a way of documenting our you know just the. This is what it was on April 15th, right? 2018. Right. This is just right. what, you know, and so it's, it's always cool to look back on those things. Um, but I was wondering if you could dig into, you know, just for any, any people out there looking to dig into social media or Instagram or become maybe, I don't like the word influencer, but become more active on social media. What, right. what, have, you, what have you learned from three years of posting and what is some, what are some, things that you take into consideration when making a post or what are some like um, some advice that you would have for, for anyone trying to get into that? Are you, are you talking about like the technical side or the man? I just man, the conceptual approach. Okay. Um, Well, conceptually also, but also maybe some practical Instagram ideas that that people could use. It depends on, you know, if you're a person that doesn't have some sort of like legacy brand or already some sort of recognizable something coming from something outside of social media. Um, and you're just building yourself, let's say, if you're an artist or a musician, we'll start there because that's what I know. Um, it's about connecting with people. Social media literally is about that. As much as we like to think that we're all disconnected, we're not. We're still humans. And this is just like a fancy robot organ that we have developed that we can communicate with each other on. So for me, when I make videos, there's a big emphasis on being able to see people's expression, having a good energy in front of the camera, having um, a good attitude. You know, when I was there with those guys, you know, I, I try to get in there and, and, and make it a very comfortable, um, uh, what is it, what's the word? A comfortable environment, but also one where they feel uh, not apprehended or like, uh, 
they're ready to express themselves and they're cool with it. Like, cause, cause my vibe is just like, everything's cool, man. <laughs> you know, there's no mistakes. My whole thing is a mistake is just something you meant to do. And you don't even, you didn't realize it, you know? And if you're good enough at acting or communicating or laughing or making fun, a lot of the times in my videos, when I laugh or was saying nailed it and all that stuff, I was making in my jazz school brain mind, little boy mind, like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> Ooh, that's the wrong chord. But instead, I, tw- I spun it around and I said, nailed it, <laughs> you know? But to me, that's like, that is being joyful in the face of any sort of form of, of adversity. And a lot of the adversity that we have in our lives is placed on ourselves, by ourselves. Um, we limit ourselves with our thoughts, you know? And, and yes, there are exterior factors, socioeconomic factors, racial factors, environmental factors. Yes, definitely. But there's a point where the victim playing needs to be recognized and flipped into some, some, something more um, positive. Uh, the word positive is not, not what I mean so much as growth worthy. But the idea of like kind of changing the story in your head, kind of thing. If you yeah, tell yourself one yeah. story, there are other not possibilities. Yourself, but yeah. there's so many, your creativity is inherent in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the way you tie your shoes or you cook your eggs or you solo on your instrument or you sing a song, it's all creativity and it's all coming through us. Um, but but um, the technical side of social media is like, look into tags, look into trends. You know, there's certain trends that happen that if you vibe with it and you think you have a good idea for it, go for it. Um, social media is also flash in the pan every day, you know, bam, bam, bam. Don't be afraid to post something that you think even might suck. Who cares? You'll learn from it. Because that's, that's actually how I, I've learned most of the time and how I think the quality of my posts have improved and the engagement of my posts have improved is because when something doesn't do super well, I try my best to not take it personally, even though sometimes you have to let go of that feeling of, oh man, I thought that was such a good post and it didn't do good. Well, instead, be a little bit more neutral about it, level-headed, and think, hmm, what, what could I do that could possibly make that post engage more in the algorithm or engage more with even just the followers that I have because the algorithm too sometimes has its like weirdness and however they're messing with it or whatever new features they've introduced that you're not using that they wanted you to use but you didn't use it so it's not you're not engaging as much that happened with reels I wasn't using reels for a minute because I was like I don't want to do TikTok dances I don't want to you know but it's just uh, you have to kind of go with it sometimes and just use your creativity Josh, and whatever Josh is, isn't it interesting or at least it's interesting to me I should say that sure. the line the, the the thought process that you're talking about now is okay I, I created something no one liked it how can I step back and say my creativity my creation was didn't suck but I need to make it better or more engaging to the audience isn't it interesting interesting that uh, most creatives aren't taught to think that way. They're taught to think right. you create whatever you create. And if the people hate it, that's their fault. It's their problem. They, no, they, we're all interconnected. <laughs> like I can't do what I do if it isn't for other people. Right. Like Van Gogh, Van Gogh died poor and depressed. Right. Mm-hmm. 
because he like he thought he was just doing his own thing and then it took some people 100 years later to be like this guy's a genius <laughs> and then i even heard on the radio yesterday he like made a portrait for his farmer or sorry his doctor and his farmer <laughs> his doctor and the doctor hated it so much that he used it to repair his chicken coop wow <laughs> so it's there's also like a relevancy to what you're doing maybe you're misunderstood in the era that you're in as well but but um you know i think it's important if you want to enjoy or reap the benefits of your life now with your creations, it's important to think about how it is connected to other people in the time that you live. Yeah, that the value. So you have to assess the value of it. And, and right. just because you value it doesn't mean that society values it. And so I think there's, there's a way to create in a way that society can also value your creations and then everybody. Sure, there. there's a balance, yeah. 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 Like I'm, uh, if I listen to the comments every once in a while that said, this guy's weird. And I would have stopped smiling and doing all that stuff a long time ago. But it's important to persevere. And also another rule of thumb on Instagram is I don't argue with people in the comments section. Uh, I just don't. Oh my God. Why? Who has time for that shit? But some people build their brands about around that, but that's yeah. not, that's not the right way to live in my opinion. Right. Um, I think a lot, and, and it's funny because when people will say a negative thing, and this doesn't happen very, very often, but when people say a negative thing, I just say, have a great day, heart, 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 you know? <laughs> sometimes they say, have a great day back because I think what people are looking for is connection. Yeah. And some people only know how to communicate by, um, the word is poking fun or insulting people, whatever whatever feeling on that spectrum. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to just recognize people and say like, yeah, man, all right. You know, like you just want to feel connected like me. And like <laughs> you're just expressing your the deep, the surface level details of how you're expressing yourself within the context of social media to someone with, you know, ego on the mind mm. always will give the yin to the yang of that. And I'm not about that. You know, it's good to you know, Bruce Lee, be what, like water, you know, just flow with it, <laughs> have fun with it. And, you know, occasionally, I, you know, I remember when Trump was president, I sometimes, I didn't go the political route, but sometimes I'd post a Trump thing and I, I would lose followers, you know. Yeah. But that's just the way that goes because you still have to be able to express yourself, right. you know. Absolutely. It's a balance, like we were saying. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so interesting. So, Josh, so over three years of doing this, do you have like a, a particular um video or or memory that that sticks out to you of like just working with a, a great artist or like some some crazy shit that happened while filming i have a great um, day film. one of the one of the hi i put lights on in my bathroom by the way <laughs> <laughs> i should have done that the whole time one flush salute right. treat, treat yourself man you're on the throne <laughs> thank you thank you my one room my one bathroom room apartment has uh, amazing amenities really there's running water in here and there's a light um what was the question again you were asking about a video um, did, did you get to work with anyone on. yeah that, that was cool yeah, or? So, um yeah there's like some big names i've worked with like um stanton moore or d1 like i mentioned earlier or Hasizzle, who I collaborate with all the time, who's a great bouncy DJ here. Or uh, and you had uh, Gary Chambers on the other day. Yeah, Gary Chambers recently. The guy, the he kind of blew up recently for uh, in his activism, and he went viral. And he ran for Congress, didn't make it to the runoff this time, but he got super close. So he has a very promising future. Um, but that, that's just another example of where uh, you know I lie on the idea of my creativity, which is like if I truly feel resound in in the idea of what i want to do 
try it out. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I did, I've done some of those silly question videos before, and I actually have a regular interview with them as well. Um, but the silly stuff, of course, goes farther on social media because people only have two minutes, um, if that. Um, but some of the ones that stick out in my mind, though, are the more spontaneous ones. Um, there's one that I shot at a crawfish boil that was amazing. I was at the crawfish boil with my friends and it was all musicians. And there was kind of the idea, like they all knew that I was making videos by then. And there was kind of the idea like, yeah, we'll make a video. Everyone has instruments here, we're all jamming. So I was like, okay, well, hey everybody. Cause there was a ton of people there. I said, hey everybody, let's make a video. You know, let's listen to this song. I, I was like running around communicating with everyone at the party. Like, yeah, we're gonna do Who, Who Shot the Lala, which is, um. Uh, a song by Morgan, what's his first name? I forget his first name. Who Shot the Lala? You can look it up later. It's amazing, classic New Orleans R&B song. Um, and we put it on the loudspeaker and everyone just like learned it, got their instruments out. And then I I set them up on the, the uh, not the balcony, but the, uh, the porch of the house. And uh, we start shooting the video, like Derek Freeman singing out front and Mark LeVron, he was actually singing lead. And there must have been like 15 people on this porch. There was like a little girl with her dad who was like playing a bottle. It was super cool. There's like so much detail and life in it. And that's what really fascinates me is not necessarily the big, the big names. That's cool. Um, but it's like just everyday people having a great time. That energy is so special and, un and, and, and spontaneous, capturing lightning in a bottle. But in addition to this video, there's a moment where there's just a neighborhood dude wearing like a construction worker's vest and he gets in the shot and has his phone in like in between the shot and us, his back to the camera. And he's like filming us and we're like, hey, get out of the way. And then and then the song half stops, half the people stop. And then Mark turns to me and I say, keep going. And we're at the, we're at the point in the song where it could have just stopped, but we did him and we kept going. And it's it's really like a magical it was a really magical feeling at the time. And I think it comes through on the phone camera. <laughs> and then also another one, um, the all, there's like a all, all women's super choir that I got with before uh, COVID hit. That was really amazing led by um, Jessica Harvey. And I forget the other lady's name, but that was really amazing. We did, um, I think a Kirk Franklin tune, something like that. And that, that's just uh just a special feeling to be around so many people singing. I love doing videos with big groups. Obviously, I haven't been able to do that in a minute, but I hope to get back to that. The idea of documenting, like you were saying, Greg, on Instagram, I literally look at it like that sort of element. And uh, like what I do is docu documenting as well. Yeah. It's not just like pop work. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, Jazz, what happens when you're not having a great day? Like how, how um, what's the secret ooh. to that? Well, this pandemic's been very, very hard. When I don't have a great day, or I'm not have not having a good feeling, um, a number of things: uh, ride a bike, read a book, meditate, call my mom or dad, call my nana, uh, take a walk, eat something that's decent. When I could drink caffeine, because I'm I'm not doing caffeine right now, I, I would do that. Um, and also just like repeat positive things in your head, like mm. this will pass, this is okay. Mm. This is just a feeling that comes and goes. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, it's funny you, you were saying in the beginning, are you, you're the happiest guy in the world. I don't agree. I, there's the, like, <laughs> happiness is such a funny thing. And to yeah. pin any sort of feeling on a person statically is not 
realistic Absolutely. because that we're all fluid. We're all coming and going in the eternal moment of being. <laughs> I, I think it's important to, to, to shed some light on the fact that that, that, that is such a true thing is that, you know, I, I've, I've run into many people over the last couple of years who, you know, will tell me how much they love your videos and how much, you know, it means to them to be able to watch that. And also they also make comments about like, Josh must be the happiest guy in the world. And, you know, I, and, and it's one of those things too, as artists, we're performers too. And so it's a, a lot of times like we don't have the opportunity to be our true selves on stage because our, our job is to bring joy and, and help other people through their suffering too. And, and, you know, I think the three of us both have extensive history with therapy and, and dealing right. with like our own therapy, mental health. Yeah. And, and I think it's important for, you know, I'm, I try not to be too coy about that, but in, in really, you know, it's like, we're, we're all dealing with it all the time. We all have our different ways of, yeah. of, of coping with, with the dark side of life. And that's just, that's just what I, it is. You know, there's, there's no human that's won anything. Everyone, everyone is dynamic. Our, our emotional ranges are very dynamic throughout our lives. They also change depending on what's happening. Um, I would, I would say that I am an optimist though, but optimism being not a positive vibes only thing. I don't, I don't agree with that, that uh, sentiment at all. I think it's, that's ridiculous. Um, but optimism to me is, is rather being able to conceptualize or feel a baseline that you can get to when you are feeling super low or even super high, you know, you can feel grounded. Cause I think that's the most important thing feeling in the moment. Mm. Um, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And uh, in this moment, Josh, we're running out of time. It's okay. And so, <laughs> before we go, though, man, I, I do want to give you um, give you an opportunity to tell people where to buy those. Have a great day. Uh, condoms and shirts and T-shirts and socks. <laughs> Dude, I thought, I've thought about making Have a Great Day condoms. Um, I have merch uh, on my Instagram. You can find the link. Uh, I think it's through Big Cartel and the username on that or the page is Have a Great Day, y'all. <laughs> And you can buy some shirts. I'm actually about to re-up on that. And uh, I want to get I want to get women's underwear made. I think that would be really funny. If it's not funny, then I'm not going to make it. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just the idea of putting my mug on a shirt is really funny. Yeah, yeah. To begin with, because I felt like for so many years I was like, I'm going to be the side man. I'm just going to like sit over here. <laughs> Josh, when are we going to get some Have a Great Day Speedos? Hey, yeah, I that's what I'm those. talking about. I need man. those. <laughs> Yeah. I'll, I'll, look, please, I want one. I want some. <laughs> hey, you, you know Greg French, man. So go ahead, get them speedos popping, bro. I've been, yeah, I've been, yeah. I've been looking to wear a speedo at the beach my whole life, and I we'll go down to coming. Marseille, I'm, baby. I'm finally in my thirties. I don't care anymore. <laughs> hey, so, so thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah. You guys so y'all go check out uh, Joshua Starkman, the the Have a Great Day guy, and I think they can just. Google have a great day guy. You'll come right up or they go to Instagram. Yeah. How do they find you on Instagram? Joshua Starkman. There you go. So uh, yeah. y'all, y'all, y'all do that. And uh yeah, that's all I got to say, Greg. What you got? Yo, but in all seriousness, Josh, man, congratulations. Um, you know, it's been an honor, man. You know, dude, you're the man. I'm so glad to share this journey with you over all these years. And I'm glad to find, you know, you, that you're finding success in, in um, you know, coming into your artistry with the Have a Great Day thing and, and wherever else this leads in the future, man. I know you're going to do a wonderful job. Thank you. So, man, and thank you for being on. One more thing before we go that I think is, should be foundational to anyone's success or anything that they do in life is a really solid belief 
and wanting of the absolute best for others. And that's it. All the people that you encounter, you work with. And I hope that for both of you. So thanks for having me. Hey, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, my name is Darian Douglas. My name is Gregory Ajid. Thank my you so much, My name is Joshua Josh. Starkman. <laughs> play the laugh track. Oh, signing out. Oh, signing out gotta, over and out. I gotta play the laugh track. I gotta play, I gotta play the laugh track for him. Hold wait, on. but you gotta tell a joke. <laughs> okay, play it. <laughs> All right, y'all, this is the Working Artist Project. We'll catch y'all later.